With the recent divorce of Bill and Melinda Gates, it got us thinking about the topic of divorce. And on this week's episode, we talk all about how you can financially rebound from a divorce and all the things you should start to think about if that's something you're going through. Enjoy! Everything we talk about on today's podcast is general advice only because we don't know your individual personal situation. Before you act on anything we've spoken about, you should chat to your financial advisor and if you don't have one, feel free to reach out to us. Now, on to today's show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Wealth Collective Podcast. I'm Zach Masters and today I'm joined by Pete Pennycott from Picada and Anthony Malvazo from AGM Advisory Group. How are we going, gents? Whew, feeling... Pretty uh, pretty exhausted. That's a budget. Wow, eh? It's, uh, oh, it's been a big week. A lot of webinars, a lot of uh, mastermind groups, and a lot of reading. So, um, yeah, it was awesome budget. So, a lot of, a lot of stuff that's going to come off the back of it. So, pretty pumped about all the um, strategies. What about you, Anthony? You would have you would have been there, sort of, um, you know, plotting away how you could sort of maximize your superannuation strategies, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, watched it on Tuesday night, then uh, listened to a bit of the talk back afterwards. But then the next morning, like yourself, probably uh, got about uh, 30 emails from different, you know, in, uh, superannuation investment platforms. And you are uh, speaking to different people in the, you know, different people in your networks. And then obviously any clients that you'd like to sp- to uh, contact straight away. But yeah, was, wasn't a bad budget. Definitely um, the Losers are probably down the track. The, uh, so do, you, do you want to do a nearest to pin? Zach's calling an election in November. Do you what, what's your what's your take on it, Anthony? What's the, when do you think the election will be called? March. Oh, next, March. next year. We'll push wow. it back. No, I'm just I'm just I'm just, I'm just uh, going a long shot because <laughs> it's not going to be before November, but <laughs> we should uh, have a bit of a poll a bit of a poll on this. All right, I'll go April. Jeez. <laughs> right before the budget. Yeah. So just uh, just sneak it in there, see how it's going. So um, yeah, but I guess what, what, last week as well, like Bill Gates. Yeah, uh, so got Bill bomb- and Melinda Gates. Bombshell. I say now they've Love, got a loveless. Yeah, loveless, loveless marriage is golf mates. <laughs> Don't do <Yeah>. me. <laughs> it's all about. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what the gossip is today. That these. All his golfing buddies are coming out and said, "Oh yeah, he's been saying he's been stuck in a loveless marriage for years." But it, um, got obviously, they're obviously able to do a lot of uh, pretty amazing things, though, in terms of philanthropy and yeah, um, mm. he's definitely sort of, I think, been pretty conscious with the way he's distributed his wealth. So yeah, I don't know. I was a little bit shook mm. by it, to be honest. I thought they were like a and looked on the on the facade like an amazing couple. So you never so know what's happening always, behind closed doors. It's always on the surface, but maybe Jeff Bezos gave him gave him the the, the leeway to get out. Also, I'm reading somewhere that it was um, some conspiracy theorists were saying it's just a chance for him to liquidate some of his stock. An excuse to liquidate some stock at um, no, hard times. No, they'll get back together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but it got us yeah. thinking. I think, um, a topic we've spoken about a little bit, but not too fully in depth, is uh, divorce and particularly financially rebounding from a divorce. So I guess I might start with you, Pete, and going about what things do recently divorced people need to be thinking about? Uh, I think the, the main thing is you got to take stock. It's a... It's a major life change. Definitely going to take a lot of adjusting to, uh, in so so many ways. You know, not just, you know, physically, emotionally, but yeah, definitely financially as well. So, 
Um, and I know it can be a little bit challenging to sort of look through the fog um, and sort of look forward. But I think that is the what you really, really need to be doing. You know, focus your efforts are going, hey, <clears throat> depending on what age you are, what demographic you're following, like, you know, how, you know, how are you doing? How's your family doing? Uh, are you okay? Uh, that's the main thing. And then once you're confident with that and that's set, then focus on the economics because, um, yeah, you don't want money stress added on top of um, what was no doubt, of, um, yeah, potentially a stressful sort of period as well. So, um, yeah, that, that would be my, I guess, key thing to do of sort of going in that order and not, not, not sort of trying to run before you walk. Yeah, very good. What about you, Anthony? What do they need to be thinking about? Did a bit of uh, homework for this topic as not being a divorced person myself, but knowing a lot of uh, friends and family members who have gone through this this terrible terrible situation in life. But most common answers I got was a residence, child support, cash flow and budgeting. So, Mm. you know, pretty much just setting up a new home life, you know, depending on what... what, what side of the scale you're on with taking care of kids and, you know, taking care of more, taking, taking more care of the kids, I should say. And then just, you know, setting, you know, setting your, your budgeting and your, your, your new budget and your cash flow, getting that right. That's probably the first thing that I, that, that I was told. And I would imagine what you'd be thinking about getting a, head, a roof over your head and getting your, your banking situation right. And then um, looking at some things that I'm not, no doubt we'll be talking about further. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, think... I feel like in the spirit of the budget, you go here, here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's true. So I, like what I was thinking about is you need to look at, start to look at what's important to you as well. And this is probably like the next step onwards from those points you just made, Anthony, is looking at like, what are your goals moving forward? So you probably had goals as a couple um, that you're working towards. So like having a reset and go like, were those my individual goals still, or are they still now? Like stuff that I still want to achieve has the goals changed um, a bit? Like, do you need to purchase a new home? When do you want to retire? All those types of things you need to start to think about. And then that starts to lead on to what you should start to put in place financially for yourself. So what do you think that is, Pete? Oh, uh, look, I don't know. Look, it sounds a bit cliched coming from a financial advisor. I, I would sit down and get a full financial plan done. Um, and I, I say that with the, the very much... It is serious. Like, I think that'd be the best thing to do because you get to, I guess, speak to someone who's got your interests at heart um, and get to really sort of, you know, dig through the weeds and go, look, what's important to you? What's next? Um, what are your goals? Uh, what are your objectives? How are you feeling? And then what, what's, what are your non-negotiables as well? So I think going through that process, having someone else step you through it and giving you some structure, because I think that's what you lose a lot of the time in that sort of, um, yeah, it can become a bit discombobulating um, in that situation because you, your world's not the same. So, um, and regardless of if you're the CFO spouse or the non-CFO spouse, you still need to lift up the hood and go, all right, I need to recalibrate because it's going to be different. Um, unless you are the most selfish person in that relationship ever and it was all about you, everything, and the other person didn't even matter, you need to reassess everything. So get it done, go through the process and don't sort of skimp, like, you know, make sure you're sort of um, really forthright with whoever you're engaging in that uh, process. So um, that'd be what I would put in place first and uh, everything off the back of that. What about you, Anthony? 
I think we've spoken about a lot. I mean, I mentioned cash flow and budgeting in a residence, and then Pete said a full financial plan. I think that covers everything. Some mm. specific things are updating or establishing a will and a power of attorney, as you'd want to make sure you have uh, your estate set up. And if anything goes wrong with you medically, you've got someone take you in your best in- take, looking after your best interests that you can trust as um, you've split up from that person. Uh, update any beneficiaries within super and insurance policies and make any relevant changes. That's something that you could probably, you know, maybe save some money on if you're, um, you know, you may be able to reduce reduce cover within your lot, your personal insurance, where it can reduce your premiums. Uh, that's, that's probably a, that, where um, I'd start. That binding nomination one is massive. How many times have you seen people come in um, and the binding nomination oh. for your super is still to their ex-spouse? Um, oh, five, ten years often. later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the fact is that, you know, like likelihood is that say- if you pass away, um, then you're going to, you know, so those funds might find their ways to their to your ex spouse, and that's not necessarily yeah. what you you want. Uh, what were you going to say, Anthony? Not to get this on insurance, but there was a I've been in many uh, meetings throughout my career where there's a debate on who should own an insurance policy. In this situation, if the uh, spouse owns the insurance policy, it can be quite uh, quite um, interesting, and it can be a quite interesting situation because as long as the spouse continues to pay the premiums. They've uh, got an interest in 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 you know in that insurance policy staying in place. So that's something to think about when you're starting it up. But yeah, definitely updating those beneficiaries is one of the first things you should look, be looking at. Yeah, and I think those insurances are really important too because, as you mentioned, um, you know potentially lowering them. But it might, might also be that you know maybe your life cover is lowered in some certain circumstances. But those mm. covers where you're going to still be alive might need to be increased because you've got. Mm no one else to really rely on from an income perspective um, now potentially. So you need to start to review those and go, all right, what's going to happen? Because likelihood when you wrote your insurance plan, um, potentially there was both of you in that in that scenario and you had another income coming in in some cases and things like that. Um, so you need to start to think about, think about those things. And that's what, as you mentioned, Pete, a full financial plan would really cover all of that. And if you're not ready to do the full financial plan, what I'd start with is jump on the money smart. Uh, website, the budget calculator, Re- redo your budget because um, that's your sort of that's your Achilles heel in the financial plan anyway. Like cash flows your your oxygen that allows you to sort of breathe. Um, so you want to make sure that you've updated and going. Hang on, what's my what's coming in? What's my net income now? What's coming in from child support potentially? What are my new living expenses? Because um, you know I, I'm having to you know shoulder those and not spread them across potentially two incomes. Um, and then, you know, you might not be spending on things that the, you know, your ex-spouse did enjoy spending on. So um, I think that's a real key one because what it does, it, it stops you from getting sucked down the path of perhaps thinking you can live a lifestyle that maybe is not within your means. Um, so I think that's really good to sort of set the tone with that uh, early. And it, the good thing is you don't have to pay anyone to do that. You know, you can sit there, log on, it's free free service. I've got a digital like web-based one and there's also a, an Excel spreadsheet you can download. So um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I know it sort of seems like the most mundane thing to do, but yeah, people who budget save more, uh, are more financially successful, are more likely to reach their goals and probably, you know, suffering from less financial stress. So why would you not do a, an updated budget? Yeah, definitely. Um, so we mentioned a little bit about seeing financial advisors, but is that someone that you would be getting in touch with 
um, or you'd be advising people to get in touch with Pete? Is there other professionals that they should be, these type of people going through this recent divorce should be reaching out to? I think there's definitely other professionals. I think the benefit of a financial advisor is, you know, in basketball parlance, they're like the point guard uh, of the financial world. So you think of like, you know, point guard Chris Paul, like he's directing traffic, he's making sure the uh, the ball is in the appropriate person's hands at the right time. Um, and I think that's really what a good financial advisor can do in these sort of situations going, all right, well, Here's the order. So don't try and jam it all down your throat or throw it at once because there's going to be a hell of a lot going on. So you go, well, these are the most important things. These are the things you need to tick off. Um, and here's here's some contacts that you can trust. And I think that's really important. Like, um, And if you're not seeking a financial advisor, maybe speak to one of your, your friends or family members that you know, has their shit together financially. Um, so there, you know, take a recommendation because... You want comfort during this time, you know, you, you know, you've just sort of exited one relationship, you're trying to start a new one cool. in a professional sense, but you want that confidence of knowing who you're dealing with. And if you're not comfortable getting a recommendation, maybe you sit down and do a discovery session or like a, an intro meeting with a couple of different advisors and yeah, you'll get a vibe instantly. Like it's as much as, yeah, qualifications there and every financial advisor should have qualifications. Probably check if they're dragging their feet and haven't done their phaser exam yet. But um, for the, <laughs> for my, <laughs> that was a bit of a jab at tone. So. Uh, <laughs> Getting done soon. <laughs> next next uh, run, next run. <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, that's really like you'll get a, a feel going. Do they have the, the qualifications? Do they have the services? Do they have the offering? For that I need, that I want, because not all financial advice offerings are, are the same. So I think that's really good. Ask a lot of questions and don't feel like uh, you need to rush. You're better off. It's sort of that old, older, what's that old quote? You know, measure twice, cut once. You know, you don't want to be chopping and changing financial or like professional advice relationships either. And um, I reckon the important thing to note too, when you're going to see an advisor or start this process, as you mentioned at the start, it's going to be a long process. So it's not going to be, probably in this scenario where you get a plan done and that'll be it for the next five years and you can go away and do that. Cause there's going to be a lot of moving pieces over the next yeah. month, well, couple of months, couple of years. Trying to, trying to rebuild your foundations and sort of go, all right, yeah. these are, these are my goals. Here's where I'm taking me and my family. Cause you know, if you've got children, especially like you need to, yeah, it's, it's important to get it up and running and sort of uh, a viable plan um as soon as possible so um yeah, and it's nice to have someone else to lean on even if it's just a sounding board that someone's a little bit removed from the situation um they're able to you know look at it without the emotive uh you know element to it uh because yeah that's a prefer it's like going to a um you know doctor you don't want to sort of go to a sort of a surgeon or a doctor and they're sort of all emotional caught up in the moment you want someone that's sort of you know i've done this before here i'm here i can i can take you through this i can walk you through it just you know um you know tell me what's important to you and here's the steps um and be a little bit methodical it's not not about being cold um but it's sort of you know empathy um but versus sympathy i imagine and sort of getting in there with you so um, and that's sometimes like a good point about that too is that sometimes where if you're reading all the online tools like some of the things they mentioned might not necessarily work for you as an individual as well um, yeah. person. so it's um, an advisor can sometimes do that overlay of um the human side of things and go all right is this going like this strategy should work for you and um but it might work because you dislike xyz or you've got 
emotions tied to here. Yeah. Well, have a, a, have a broad lens. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and that's not to say don't do research. I think you should do research. Like, yeah. you know, go in prepared for the, the catch up and, you know, bring ideas to the table if that's the way you you process things. Um, but, yeah, the good thing about when you've done, like anyone who's done something multiple times before and, you know, this is their their craft, their profession, it, it's a just a different um, vibe you're going to get from that communication and a, a different sort of level of confidence you should walk away from going, okay, this is what I need to do. Great. Um, and I think that's, I don't know, the benefit of any plan or strategy. It might be a, a counsellor or whatever the person or that that uh, stabling uh, source is and your guide. Um, yeah, is just sort of setting, here's, here's what we need to do and sort of step it out so it's sort of, um, once any long process is broken out into bitty, mini chunks, it's a, it's a hell of a lot more manageable uh, and less intimidating as well. So, um, but yeah, the financial advisor then refer you to other professionals. I'd, you know, I don't know, who, who would you think would be next on the list or first off the list? Uh, I'd say, I mean, you've covered most of it, uh, your professionals, but I'd say from the uh, friends and family who I've, I sort of did ask a bit, go a bit, dig a bit deeper and say, you know, <laughs> we asked ask these questions. Probably some and other people that have been in similar situation that you 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 trust their you trust their guidance. So it might not every friend or family that you know that's gone through a divorce, but someone that you know has been that's sort of in the same been in a similar situation prior might pick up some things that just may not have come up and anything does help and maybe we should have done that we should have done that but you know the professional advisor may have just been looking at an overall overall your overall situation uh maybe a travel agent down the track maybe a holidays in in yeah. in, in, in the in on the card so yeah, yeah. there are things other, <laughs> other than other than the professionals um obviously they're the first uh, the first people you should be looking at your advisors accounts lawyers all the you know anyone who looks at those specific situations possibly a new lawyer if um if it didn't go well um but yeah, definitely. I'd say just some on a, a bit of a different angle, just someone, you know, that, you know, personally that you've known a long time that you've got a stronger relationship with that may have gone through the same situations, not to take their financial advice or their accounting or legal advice over the professional, but that's more on the personal side and it may, you know, may that may help you out just as much as the professionals. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say that as well. Like, yeah, advisors, accountants, lawyers. And as you mentioned, Pete, if you're not wanting already, feel like you're ready to speak to people, there are online tools such as Money Smart where you can start to look and do some research yourself. But it's important that you probably don't stand still either because, as we mentioned, there's consequences to not acting. Um, and potentially you mightn't be here for some of those consequences, but it can mean that funds don't get distributed in, in the way you'd want them to. And um, like there's, yeah, far raging connotations towards that type of stuff too. Yeah. And I think the other one, like if you've got debt, like you want to be speaking to a mortgage broker, yeah, if you even, well, I think it'd be even important to pop into the, your local, sounds weird, uh, or getting on, I don't know how people engage with their, their banks anymore. I, I pop into a branch still. Um, so I would pop in there and go, hey, like, what do I need? Like, you know, you know it's worth lifting you know, lift up the hood there and going, actually, was the, the setup I had previously, was that the right one? 
because um, you might you know might sort of not have the right offset account or your credit card might be a really mm. crappy one or you might not be on a lending package or something and you know debt is a big part of your, most people's expenses so if that's there that'd be one and that's really quick and easy mm. to do it doesn't cost you anything except you know the queue in the the branch i guess but um yeah have the you know wealth collective podcast in your ears while you're waiting and that's you know, it time flies <laughs> yeah, hopefully, it doesn't, it. hopefully it doesn't run any longer than what we've got on the show for you so <laughs> um mm. so is there anything else you'd add in terms of this topic so financially rebounding from divorce anything else you think we missed oh, i probably missed heaps it's, really, it's a giant it's a very it's a very it's a all big it's topic. A, very big topic probably and, Probably, sorry, I was just going to say, probably not uh, plan, you know, have a contingency plan, although maybe maybe some people do, but probably have, you should have a lot of these relationships we've talked, we've spoken about in place already. So that's probably something that you, if you if you're not, haven't gone through the situation, you know, just uh, it's best to be prepared and it's not a contingency plan, but you probably should have an advisor in all the areas we've spoken about. Yeah, but it's also making sure, I think, too, because sometimes there might be one member of the couple that is the bigger driver of that relationship if it is with a financial mm. advisor or something like that. So making sure you're comfortable with them as well. Um, and in terms of if you don't have an advisor, like is, it, is there something that you tell people often, Pete, is it that you chat, chat to friends, chat to family members that you think are financially successful and... Yeah, yeah I, I think so. You know, obviously. Recommendations from there. Be, be careful. Um, yeah. And I think the more people you speak to, try and remember, I think most people, like your network around you will be there to help, you know, your personal, you know, your inner circle. So you should lean on them a little bit because I think too often, you know, we're sort of a little bit stoic and don't want to sort of share too much. Um, yeah, people want to help. So they're sort of likely to, you know, um, give you some guidance or just sort of even be just a sounding board. Um and it might be that different element of more of a counselling thing just to sort of get you ready to sort of, um, yeah, move forward. Um, so, yeah, that would be – they'd be the ones because – and just, I don't know, make sure you're not uh, getting sucked up in any schemes, scams, or like people sort of taking advantage of um, – you might be a bit emotive and, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of um, shysters out there looking to uh, prey on people that might be not thinking as clearly as they usually would. So, um, yeah, that, that's that'd probably be the the parting remark. And uh, you don't, don't want to don't, be in don't, a don't just follow Reddit, Reddit threads or anything. Like that. <laughs> you don't want to be one of those cases on a current affair that you see every now and then. You know the the uh, the, the the divorce person has been taken care taken advantage of. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, so I think that pretty much wraps us up for today's episode. Pete, you're going to take a little step back. Yeah, taking taking a hiatus, sort of. Um, yeah. I've, I think I feel like I've left. I'm going to be leaving the pod to in good hands. So. <laughs> the custodians, I pass the torch to you. So what are you doing gonna, with your hours off each week? Uh, hours <laughs> off, yeah. So now I'm going to be working a few new projects. Um, <laughs> different uh, mediums of communication so i just want to have a bit of a, a tinker i'll um no doubt i'll probably whack an ad right in the middle of the, the show um just to let you know where to find me i'll sort of start up a rival um rival sort of news uh, flow as well so <laughs> no nah, nah, but i'll be i'll be back from time to time if a, if a topic piques my interest or if a listener sends in a question and it's really in my wheelhouse. Happy to jump jump back on the tools and get back on the mic. But uh, for now, uh, I'm going to ride the bus. So. 
<laughs> very good. Very good. Well, yeah. as always, if you've got any questions, email us at connectedpicada.com.au or hit us up on any of our socials. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Thanks, no Jets. Worries. Thanks for having me, uh, my loyal listeners. I'll see you soon. <laughs>